The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Hey guys, welcome. Short little episode of Tangents with Toby. This week, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be talking about something that kind of blew my mind when I was having a conversation with one of my clients. Today, I was supposed to do question call, except I'm going to extend that for another week so I can get just a little more questions for me to answer on air. The thing that kind of got me is when I was talking to this uh, gentleman, he is a business owner. He's been a business owner for since like the 80s, like early 80s, late 70s. So he's he's seen things, he's experienced things, and so on and so on. And I forgot to do something that I wish I remembered. Anyway, uh, so it was just one of these things that we're talking about prices how everything's going up. Gas price, where I'm from, in the southeast part of Saskatchewan, we have an average price of $1.65 per liter. Times that by 3.75, eight uh, liters into an American gallon, do the exchange rate of 30%, and you got the price of an American gallon. Anyway, I told him, I said, I know what, you, what you're talking about with the fluctuation of the prices, the inflation. I've been there. I've seen it. I've dealt with it. It sucks. I know what businesses are going through. He just kind of looks at me weird. He goes, what do you mean? And I told him, I said, I used to run a gas station about two hours north of here. And when you're buying products, things like that, I've seen it. He goes, whatever happened to that? So I told him, I said, I was given the chance and opportunity to purchase it from, straight from the company. The company phoned me personally, like my uh, territory rep. and says, how do you like the little town? I said, well, you know, it's not too bad. It's quiet. It's clean. He goes, would you ever consider buying the gas station? Now, of course, at the time, I'm 27 years old. And if you heard this story... Bear with me. It might be a little bit repetitive, but there is a reason behind it. All right. So, uh, so he says, would you ever consider buying it? We'll give you a loan with very, 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 very low to next to no interest. And at the time, I was 27 years old. I wanted to go home, close to my friends, my family, the trailer that I bought. And I, plain blunt, said no it was just one of those things that I never thought would ever be possible I thought it was just a dead end zone right so the more I thought about it I just wondered to myself what would have happened if I did it here's the thing Bill the guy that I was talking to 
He said, if you bought that gas station for $300,000 at that time, within the matter of four years, I could almost guarantee you, your investment would have doubled. And I'm looking at him, he goes, take a look. Four years, you would have doubled your investment to half a million dollars. Everything's gone up. And you know something? Bill was right. He goes, you would have been set. You would have never did the gas station for as long as you did, 17 years. You would have sold it after maybe like 10. You would have paid back your investment. You would have had money put away into your savings for your retirement. And you would have probably went into another venture that you thought was fit. He looks at me and goes, you're not a dumb person. You would have had this all figured out. What would you have done differently if you had a chance to go back? And I looked at him and was like, well, I'd do a hell of a lot more advertising. I would have bought more stuff in the store. And I would have, and I basically told him, I would have brought this in, I would have brought that in, this, did that, did this, I would have paid more attention. I would have worked a little bit more hours. Da, 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 da. And he goes, see, within four or five years, you would have been working high. You would have been making the cash. You would have been booming. So then I told him, I said, yeah. And you know what the funny thing is? If you took what in my one year that I stayed at that gas station from when I started to when I left, Leaders, every day, they went up. They almost doubled. In-store sales, when I have products, I was making a killing. Cigarettes, we were making a killing. I even had other gas stations ask about pricing on products within the store. And I had an argument with one of the gas stations because they thought that I was underselling myself and underselling them. So we got into a little bit of an argument. I said, look, I'm selling them for like $1.50 more here than back home. And the person goes, that's impossible. It's like, no, no, it's not. We're making a killing selling tobacco up in Melville. And they're like, no, you're losing money. It's like, no. Yeah, this uh, drugstore is actually losing money because they're selling them cheaper than you. It's like, well, tell them to raise the price. I'm not moving. And we had like four good, excuse me, three minute conversation. We were arguing back and forth. And I said, fine, call me back in 10 minutes. I'm gonna phone my boss. I'm gonna make a proposal to decrease our price. So our price of tobacco is the exact same of waiver. And the person goes, you can't do that. It's like, you wanna bet? Try me. So the person who was just like absolutely dumbfounded. So the person's like, fine, hangs up on me. So I phone the boss, it's like, okay, Rick, this is what's happening. Extra food's getting pissy ass at me because the price of tobaccos to them is way too low. I'm actually forcing other companies around town to lose money. And he goes, okay, so what do you want to do about it? I said, let me lower my price of tobacco 
to the price of Weber. He goes, why? I want to make a stance and I want to prove to these guys that they can't push me around. He goes, fine. Lower the price. If you do, let me know. It's not a problem. <coughs> Ten minutes later, they phone back. Well, what do you figure? It's like, I was given the go-ahead. If I wanted to, I can lower my price down to the waiver price. And what's that? So I told them all the prices. And let me tell you, some of their pricing was like literally a dollar and a half to two dollars more than what Waverman was paying. And they're like, well, you can't lower it. You're going to lose money. It's like, no, I'm not. Then again, we're in an argument. They, they're like, fine. How, where are you buying your tobacco from? It's like from your sister uh, company. What, what's that mean? The wholesale store. No, that's impossible. Uh, no, no, it's not. We were actually buying bulk tobacco from the wholesale store every single day. No, no, you're not. That's impossible. Do you want me to lower the price? I lower the price. You guys have to go lower than me or match me, and you're going to lose the money, not me. We're still going to make profit. So they, like this company just was on my case like massive. Then they finally said, keep my price the exact same. They'll match it, but I had to bring one particular brand up so the other company deep within the community could actually make money off of it. And I started laughing. It's like, fine, deal. So I phoned back. It's like, yeah, Rick, we come to an agreement. They were really pissed off. They were freaking the F at me saying that it was almost next to impossible to do what I wanted to do. They said I didn't have the balls. And we did come to an agreement. We're going to keep the price the exact same and raise a few packs to this price. And he goes, oh, more money for us. Deal. So Rick was actually happy that I never did what I wanted to do. But that was one thing that I did do very well at this gas station was left my mark on Melville. The gas stations were following me for tobacco. They knew my service was better than theirs. Because when I first started, I was doing like 1,300 liters a day. That was like nothing. Those were mostly like big ass semis. That was basically it. Then by the end, I was doubling. I was like around the 32, 34 mark, 3,400 liters, which was outstanding for that particular station and where I brought it from. And we actually had a few days where we are in the 4,000 liters, and one day we actually beat Wavered with 5,800. The last day, this is the best part, the last day that I was at that station, we did 5,800 liters, and the boss is like, phones me up like the next day, because I had to email him the stats, and he goes, oh, you mean 3,800? It's like, no, 58. He goes, what? Yeah, 5,800. Well, that, no, it's like, yeah, all the stats are right. He goes, how? It's like, there's a baseball tournament. People are coming in, massive, overflowing. I'm just waiting for a shipment of gas because we're almost out. He goes, 
oh, Fastcast must love you for that. It's like, yeah, they actually did. I made a pretty good profit that day in stores and, and gas. But the one thing that pissed me off to this day is I the one thing that I massively did wrong and make sure anybody who's listening to this understands if you're in a community and you're running a business pay attention to the newspaper I don't care if you have to go out physically buy a newspaper or sign up to groups on Facebook websites uh, follow everything events on the radio but make sure you figure this out follow the events within the community that day that I did 5,800 liters, we had next to no ice. I didn't realize that there was a huge baseball tournament, and all of a sudden, people were coming in looking for ice. I phoned our ice company, and I said, okay, look, we have a freezer. It's empty. I have $400 of cash. Can you come fill it up? And it was a weekend, and the ice company said, no it's like 400 tack on an extra 50 cents a bag I don't care we need this cooler stocked I'm pretty sure if you come with a whole container like a whole like semi full of ice to all your spots here in Melville you will sell all the ice I can almost guarantee you it and they're like, no, sorry, we don't do that. You're not, we don't come in until next Wednesday. I don't need the ice Wednesday. I need the ice now. No, sorry, we don't do that. So just because of me not paying attention, it hurted me that whole entire weekend in stores because they like wipe me dry as well as ice. Did good in gas did good at the start then it trailed off but that's my biggest thing if you have a chance and opportunity look around and see exactly what is there just advertisement learn about your community that was one of the biggest mistakes that I did the second mistake was actually not taking it in even to this day like when Bill told me what I could have had sitting in my bank account right now it would have blew me away like it just the frustrations of what I had a chance that would have changed so much that it would have been crazy like stupidity I guess it wasn't stupidity I guess it was a lesson and sometimes learning a lesson could be the hard way and let me tell you the more I'm talking about it right now the more I'm realizing that lesson that I learned and the lesson that Bill told me It really is. That's all I can say. Like, frick, man. Wow. God dang it. I better go. I'm blowing my mind. Like, (laughs) Alright. So, I'm going to end the episode now. Uh, Enough with the little bit of a rant and things like that, but Here's my little bit of advice to you. If you have a chance 
to do something like this, like to own a business. Just remember one thing, hard work goes a long way. Most podcasters will basically tell you that. Sometimes we don't make money off of our shows. Donations, yes, Uh, little ads here and there. Okay, you can get like two or three cents. But with podcasting, failure, you know, it happens to the best of us. Like, I've had so many shows, and I learn. I seriously do. But when it comes to, like, owning a business, failing to some, nobody wants to do because they don't want to end up bankrupt. They don't want to owe people anything. They just don't want anything like that. But in reality... If you don't try, then how do you know? And that was my biggest problem. I had a chance. I know what I could have did, but I never did it. I failed even before I tried. Don't do that. Just go out, try, and do it. All right. Um, Yeah, that's basically it. I kind of zoned out there. So what I want you guys to do is email me any questions for question call tangentswithtoby at gmail.com anything you want any advice my opinion whatever email me it and we can go from there uh facebook instagram twitter tangents toby Whee! and let's get the party started until next time you're tuned in to tangents with toby and i will see you excuse me see you next friday